Good morning and welcome to the June 13th regular meeting of the Calaveras County Board of Supervisors. Uh, we will be going into closed session. Uh, Clerk, do you want to write, um, read closed session for us? Closed session item one, pursuant to government code 54956.9D2, conference with legal counsel, re-anticipated litigation, one case, significant exposure to litigation. Thank you very much. Is there any public comment? I don't see any public in the room. Is there any online? There is no online public comment. Okay, so we will go into closed session and return for the regular part of the meeting at 9 a.m. We are in closed session. Good morning and welcome to the June 13, 2023 regular meeting of the Calaveras County Board of Supervisors. If you can, will you please stand for the pledge. Mr. Fallendorf, can you please lead us? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, Liberty and justice for all. all right, we will move on to the next item on our agenda, which is, uh, well, actually, I will ask the clerk to read out from our closed session, please. Closed session from today's closed session item, pursuant to government code 54956.9D2, Conference of Legal Counsel, Re-Anticipated Litigation, One Case, Significant Exposure to Litigation, Board Action, No Reportable Action Taken. Okay, I'll ask if there are any public comments on that item. Any public comments online on that item? There are no online public comments. Okay, we'll move on to staff announcements. This is the time for county staff to provide updates of upcoming county events that may be of interest to the public. Are there any staff announcements? Teresa, I think you have one. I do. So I am very pleased and honored to announce that we have a new OES director, Michael Massoni. He um, has over 30 years of experience with San Diego Fire. His last three years um, of experience were with a Governor's Office of Emergency Services. He is um, highly qualified and highly decorated, and so I just want to extend a welcome to Mr. Masoni. And I don't know if he wants to say a few words to your board, but we're very excited to have him here. Come over to the microphone. Is this the grilling session? Good morning. Uh, like uh, CAO said, I'm Mike Masoni. I'm the new director of emergency services. I look forward to uh, working with all of you. It's a it's a great honor to be here, and uh, like I said, I. I incredibly humbled and uh, honored to work 
for you and be part of your team. So thank you. Well, welcome and thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to go a little bit up. Last guy, so I thought All right. Is there any other staff announcements this morning? None in the room. Do we have any online? There are no online staff announcements. Okay, with that, we will move on to general public comments. Is there any item of interest to the public that is within the subject matter jurisdiction of the board and is not posted on the consent or regular agendas today? It may be addressed during the public comment period. California law prohibits the board for taking action on any matter which is not posted on the agenda unless it is determined to be an emergency by the Board of Supervisors. If comment is completed before 30 minute allotted time period, the board will immediately move to the next order of business. If public comment is not completed during the allotted time, it will be continued to the last item of business in order to provide an opportunity for the remainder of comments to be heard. So is there public comments this morning? Come on up to the microphone, sir, the podium. First time doing this and I have a, kind of a question. So this, I could ask a question to the board? Um, you can make comments. We, we don't necessarily answer your questions at this time. Okay. The, um, yeah, my question to the, I guess, to the Calaveras County, could they be issuing building permits and addresses with no, no legal easement? Okay. And if you can do that, you can post that comment or that question. They go to the county website, go to the building department, and to admin, and there'll be a place where you can ask that question. You'll get it answered. I've, I've tried that. You have not got it answered. No. Okay, if you can give me your name. Okay. Um, and I will, Teresa will help you. <laughs> just if you provide your help, name. She butted in and said she's gonna help. Then um, we can work with our um, chief building official to figure out what's going on. Okay, do I, so do I, do I go back and try doing it through the email system? Um, Marcos, can you take his information for me? That would be perfect. Thank you. Well, he'll get your name and then contact number, and then we'll get in contact with you. And thanks again, Jack. Yeah, the, I tried reaching out to you at the at the fire safety meeting, and you just walked away from me. Any other public comments? I don't know if I fall under the public comments. I had spoken to the clerk, Sarah, and this has to do with the issue uh, around animal control. Uh, you can, we don't, animal control is not on our agenda today, so you can speak if you want. Okay. Um, the, what's at issue is that um, next door to me, one dog has become uh, six. Anyway, it's an untenable situation. They're not being properly taken care of, et cetera, et cetera. So I've been in touch with animal control. And um, they... They've informed me that um, the, the, the law, the code reads, no person shall keep or maintain more than a total of three adult dogs and or cats, in parentheses, any combination over four months of age at any street address. So um, animal control has said that uh, rather than three dogs per address, given a, one person, that if three people live there, they're each allowed three dogs. Uh, 
But anyway, so the, there's been no intervention. And the dogs are unkempt. They're not vaccinated. They're, you know, it's, um, it's a situation out of control. But uh, I just uh, gotten closed doors with animal control because they've, they've interpreted that to say that each person, so if you got three people residing at that residence by what animal control services said, they can have 15 dogs. There's five, they could have 25 dogs. They, at this point, they have six, and then there's other law that reads about how if you get up past four, then you need kennel licensing and so forth and so on. Okay. So um, I'll tell you what, I don't know anything about the situation that you're talking about. I have about. copies here of just the California so, code for you guys. What I would like to do is get your name, and then I can talk to Lisa, or, or Teresa can get your name and talk sure. to Lisa about what's going on with it, because I, I have no idea what you're talking about. And if you have contacted okay. the county and environmental health. Many times, and, and then I was... have a record of it, and so we can backtrace it and find out what's going on. Okay, but the, the upshot is, is that the agent of animal control told me that they've interpreted this code to mean that okay. each well, person can have three dogs. Look into it. Okay. okay. Can you give your name to Sure. Her? Thank you. Where do we go? Here? All right, is there any other public comment? In the room, any other public comment? If none, um, is there any online? There is no online public comment. All right, we'll move on from public comment to the consent agenda. Consent agenda items are expected to be routine and non-controversial. They'll be acted upon by the board at one time without discussion. Any board member, staff member, or interested party may request removal of an item from the consent agenda for later discussion. So, is there any member from the board which remove an item from consent? Number six. Ben wants number six. Um, any other board member? Hearing none, I'll move to staff. Does any staff member wish to remove an item from consent? Anyone online? There are no online requests. Okay, any member of the public wish to remove an item for further uh, discussion from the consent? Public? Okay. May I ask one question? How, how does one get on the agenda? No. We've had public comment right now, okay? We've had, we, we're past that part right now. Okay, so I'll bring it back to the board. Is there uh, a motion for the remaining of the consent agenda minus item six? So moved. A motion by Supervisor Garamendi. Yes, second. Second by Supervisor Follender. She got under the wire there. <laughs> Any further discussion? If not, a call for a vote. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Passes 5 0. We will now go to consent uh, item number six. Ben, you pulled this item? Uh, I, I don't have any issue with the appointment. I think there's only one on there, Mr. Robert Dean. Um, the uh, thing I ha have here is. Uh, like IHSS and multiple other committees, we've talked about it before. They haven't met in years. I'm right now the lead on that committee. Um, we need to talk about structure there because there's so many members. 
I'm not sure, you know, it would be a conversation with uh, Sarah later, but maybe bring that total number down so that we could actually maybe get a quorum in the future if we start getting some people to sign up. And, uh, you know, um, probably look at all the committees just to, at some point in the future, just to uh, go over which ones are actually doing anything and uh, which ones are mandated yeah, and everything a, else. Yeah, I know the IHSS Advisory Committee does have a, it's pretty prescripted by state law, the, right. the number and the composition, but I'm more than happy to work with um, the clerk's office and kind of go through and, I don't know if we want to use audit, that's kind of a scary word, but look at all the various committees and commissions and. Right, yeah. yeah. That's all I had on it, Mr. Topnelli. Is there any other comments from the board? Any public comments on this item? Any online? No online public comment. All right, we'll bring it back to the board. I'm open for a motion for item number six. So moved. Motion by Supervisor Stopper. Second. Second by Supervisor Garamendi. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes 5 0. We will move on to the regular agenda item, which is action item for the administrative office to conduct. One, conduct fiscal year 2023-04 CEO recommended budget hearing and receive presentation by the CEO recommended budget and provide the CEO with direction for any requested changes to the CEO's recommended budget. So, Chairman. And I think what we're going to do here is we are going to do, before we get into the regular budget, we're going to do TOT. So. Chairman Toffinelli, um, Marcos Munoz with my office will be making the presentation today okay. and he'll walk us through the CEO recommended budget and then I do believe that we will be considering TOT um, prior to consideration of the entire budget. So Marcos. Need time to set up, Marcus? We need a five-minute break. Uh, just looking to turn on the light. There we go. Good morning. Good morning, board. Good morning, chair. Uh, Marcos Munoz, um, assistant CEO here at the county. All right. With that, I'm going to dive right in. So um, the plan we were hoping for is to present the budget presentation and then to dive into TOT as the first item, uh, followed by any recommendations on the rest of the budget. Okay. All right. Um, at this time, we're going to go right into TOT, correct? He's just no. going to do his presentation. He's, he's going to do a presentation, a presentation. and then when we um, go into I wasn't TOT, sure if he wanted yes. To be in it for it or not? His choice. Hmm? His choice. All right. His choice. That's correct. 
So here's an overview of the presentation. Uh, so we're gonna start with the county budget and the budget process and then jump into the overall budget message. I'm gonna speak on the structural deficit, um, some influences on the budget, and then uh, we're gonna look at some revenue um, and how it's faring this year and what we've budgeted for next year, and then um, jump into some of the requests, which are CIPs, requests, fixed assets, and personnel requests, and then end with some recommendations. So overall, so what is the county budget? Um, the county budget ultimately provides a framework uh, for the for the funding of public services. Um, so the county budget's dollars, they help um, to take policy and turn them into reality. Um, at a fundamental level, um, this is taking our county residents um, and their, their values and their priorities and essentially putting them on paper and working towards those goals. So to a large degree though, the county budgets reflect state and federal policy and funding priorities. Um, so for example, health and human services uh, is primarily funded by state and federal dollars. Less than 1% actually comes from the general fund. Um, but the budgets also um, take the county's uh, local revenue and helps to push forward those key priorities of Calaveras residents. A uh, couple of terms here, recommended budget. Uh, we use that term. This represents the budget that we are presenting to the board. Um, after the board adopts it um, by June 30th of each year, it becomes what we call the adopted budget. Um, we do have another budget cycle and that's final budget and that happens in September where we have hearings on that day. Um, but final budget refers to finalizing the year um, that just occurred and then moving forward with the adopted budget. All right, here's our timeline on the budget. Um, so department heads and staff compiled their budgets and they presented them to the CEO's uh, staff on April 10th. And then we held meetings, uh, we being administration and the county staff held meetings between April 12th and April 28th. And then um, once we came to an agreement with all the departments, we began compiling uh, the budget book and that took place in May. And now the budget is published on the county website as of May 30th. Uh, there are two versions I wanna point out on the website. The first version is a PDF form. So um, like the budget books we have, it's just about 600 pages in a PDF version. But there is also um, for the public a much easier to read version. It's an interactive version where you can jump to the pages you are looking for in a much easier format. So jumping into the budget, um, Overall, the budget is $327 million. Um, it's a slight increase, uh, but virtually flat over the previous year. Um, when you look at, so the overall budget includes everything. So that's state, federal, general fund, um, special revenue funds, any dollars associated with the budget are in that overall number. Um, when you look at just operating funds, so the county department operating funds, it is um, just over $220 million. Um, but when you take out all the state and federal dollars, our general fund budget is just over $80 million. So the $80 million represents an increase of $5 million over the previous year. However, I do want to point out uh, just over $4 million of th that those dollars are a result of us transferring money into our capital fund. So we did ask the departments to provide a status quo uh, budget 
And so the departments did provide that overall. And um, one thing that's different in this budget, we did not ask for a 5.3% reduction across the board. So in previous years, we've asked all departments um, to do a 5.3% reduction. So any department in the general fund uh, used to uh, do that. We did not ask for that this year. Um, rather, we did look at vacancies in departments and calculated those uh, savings as a result of those vacancies and applied that to the budget. Um, reserves are budgeted at just over $5 million, which are at the approved policy level of 8% of the average of the past three years' revenue. And contingencies are budgeted at $1.8 million, uh, which is also above the board-approved policy level of 2%. Um, the structural deficit has been reduced uh, to $2.277 million from the previous year's $9.361 million. Um, and administration is recommending reducing the deficit over uh, the next three years to get that down to zero. Um, throughout the budget, we did use conservative revenue assumptions, um, but I do wanna touch on the structural deficit a little bit more. So in the structural deficit on the far right column, you, that is the current year. Um, as you can see, it reflects $80 million in expenditures and it reflects $80 million in revenue. I do want to point out um, we were able to get to that balanced budget by using the carryover fund balance. Um, on the screen, you'll see that um, we had a carryover fund balance of $8.261 million. So what did we do with that 8.261? Essentially, we took just over 4 million, 4.175, and we transferred that into our county capital fund. Um, so essentially that's a savings account where we can focus on um, county projects. And then we also took 1.8 million of it and we um, put that into contingencies um, in case anything was to come up this year. We have that contingency amount. Um, the remaining uh, we use to balance the budget. So that is the 2.277, which is our structural deficit. Across the, um, in comparison to previous years, you see last year um, roughly $9.4 million, and then the previous year was at $9.9 million, so we are heading in the right direction. So influence on the budget. Um, again, fund balance was approximately $8.262 million. Uh, this is down from last year's uh, $10.4 million that we saw at final budget. The reason for this is throughout the year, we did adjustments, uh, the phase one adjustment, um, where we transferred money into the capital account. And so we did not end up with as much fund balance um, in the current year. The uh, general revenues for the current year that we are in um, are coming in above projection, and um, I've already spoke to using the fund balance to budget. So there's two approaches when approaching the budget. There's a conservative approach. Um, essentially, that has the benefit of we are reducing the likelihood of a shortfall, but it is harder to balance the budget initially. Um, there's also an objective approach where it is easier to balance the budget, um, but there's an increased uh, risk of shortfall. With objective, we're trying to be as accurate as possible. Um, this budget overall um, is conservative in the approach. Uh, the majority of it is a conservative approach. Some areas we are a little more objective. 
So there are uh, concerns that we are keeping an eye out, um, a potential economic downturn, um, inflation, inflation costs have been, have been up and one thing inflation has been impacting is those utility costs. We have seen utility costs across the board increase and they seem to be continuing to increase. Um, we are keeping an eye on how this is also impacting our local businesses and then um, we always keep an eye on our unfunded liability. Um, one thing we also are watching is our excise tax and how that is trending um, as well. And of course, other unknown factors. So revenue snapshot. So here is a, a look at our property taxes over the last several years. They continue uh, to increase um, in the current year. That is where we were as of um, June 1st and then what we have budgeted for this upcoming year. When it comes to TOT, there's also the increase, um, but we did budget it lower um, in this upcoming year, and that's the same budget amount as last fiscal year, or I'm sorry, as the current fiscal year that we're in. And here's the excise tax. The excise tax um, has jumped up in 21-22. In the current year we're in, it's remaining flat compared to that. Um, for next year, we did put a conservative estimate of $3.2 million in the budget. So jumping into um, some fixed asset requests. So there is a change in your budget, you'll see. Um, this is on page 64 to 66 of the PDF version. We are now labeling fixed assets with um, a number to start. So 21 uh, refers to it was requested in the uh, year uh, 21, 22. It was requested in the current year, 22, 23. And if it has a 23 in front of it, it is a new request for the current year. Uh, one thing to note is rollover um, fixed assets that touch the general fund do contribute to our structural deficit. So it's important that we get them ordered, received, and paid in the year we're in in order to keep that structural deficit low. Uh, in this budget, there are um, just over $200,000 worth of rollover fixed assets. As for new requests, there are over $1.8 million in new fixed asset requests. Um, 520,000 represent the, um, the new, the requests that are new to the general fund. Um, and those um, general fund requests are uh, within the Sheriff's Department for four vehicles and the outfitting associated with them. So in all, our fixed asset requests are um, just under $2.5 million. So capital improvements. Uh, here's a list of the um, recommended capital improvements. Of course, the animal services building and the DA building, we continue to move forward on those um, as we've been meeting with the architects. Um, the government center electrical is also underway, um, as well as Railroad Flat Community Center. Um, the assessor's remodel, um, we're continuing to work with the architect and the assessor on that. Um, and then the other two rollover CIP projects are a county core switch we ordered on July 1st um, of 2022, and that is anticipated to come in by the end of this calendar year, as well as um, Rock Creek, our um, landfill um, phase three portion of that. 
For new CIPs, uh, we are recommending um, uh, re remodeling the buildings and building, I'm sorry, the bathrooms and building D um, to make them ADA accessible, as well as replacing the roof on building A. Um, we also have some IT requests, um, refreshing some of the network switches, switches and our uh, rubric backup storage. Um, we're also receiving a grant for uh, integrated waste um, to help improve the, uh, the transfer station over in Wilseyville. One thing that is not on this list that we did have a request for is the repair of the archives building. Um, it is not included in the budget at this time as we are currently working with the structural engineer to determine uh, the more accurate costs associated with that repair. So once we have those, we'll be bringing that to the board as well. Uh, I have a question yes. Real quick, are, are we going to expand back to where the old grand jury room? That is one of part of that project. We are looking at that option. Um, there are a few things. So we're looking at the the back wall, but it's also attached to the bathroom. So do we make those ADA, and then also do we expand to the back? So we're taking it in a few different looks at it. Thank you. All right, and in our office is currently. Um, working on a three and a five year CIP plan. We're trying to get ahead of it, know what's coming. So we're not presenting these on a, what comes up on a yearly basis, but rather having a plan and how to fund those going forward. And a look at our personnel request that you'll find in the budget. Um, so here is um, some equity increases that we are recommending in the budget. Uh, we have worked with probation and the sheriff's office um, currently we're seeing a high vacancy rate and so we're trying to address the issue um, so one solution that we have agreed to is to um, delete a couple of positions um, and apply those salary savings uh, across the board to positions in those department um, so this will provide an increase uh, to correctional officers and correctional uh, techs as well as um, positions in the probation uh, officer. So I'm sorry, correctional corporals, correctional sergeants, correctional lieutenants uh, will receive increases. And then in the probation officer, we're looking at the deputy probation officers, uh, supervising deputy probation and the assistant chief and the chief probation officer to apply those uh, salary savings to those positions for increases. All right, quick one. Yeah. Marcus, I just want to, I know the answer to this, I just want to have it for the record. Sheriff is a part of this. We are not cutting deputy positions. This is part of his strategy for increasing his Correct. So retention. We met with the undersheriff and the sheriff. Um, this is part of the plan to um, increase salaries in the jail, and we did cut some jail staff, um, but this was all in collaboration with the sheriff and the undersheriff. Just want it on the record. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Get him right when he comes in. <laughs> we, we could hit it when we get this sheriff's budget. Do you want him to confirm on the record? <laughs> we'll get it when we get the sheriff's budget down the road. We're used to laughter when we walk. It's either laughter or quiet. <laughs> Did you see him over there? Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> We got our, got our eye on you, Rick. 
All right. Ad additional general fund request. We are requesting a few um, reclassifications, uh, one in facilities, um, also one in HR, and then another one in administration, also in the assessor's office as well as the auditor controls office. The total cost of this reclassification we're estimating to be $43,000. Um, some of these reclasses, for example, are um, the HR reclass is for succession purposes, um, as well as to be able to hand off higher level duties. Um, the uh, auditor controller is asking for a reclass of one of her positions in order to um, manage her um, accountant auditors and create more of a structure within her department um, that has the manager and the, the folks that report to her to that individual as well. We also have the assessor is looking um, to take an assessment tech and move it to an appraiser, um, one, two. And then administration is looking to reclassify our administrative analyst into a principal animus, uh, a principal admin analyst. And this was a result of um, reviewing the workload and what the individual was doing and align it with the correct um, job description. And then in facilities, we are looking to uh, realign the facilities manager into a facilities project manager. One thing as we looked at that individual's job description is um, it didn't have the language associated with CIP projects and we are requiring this individual to um, work closely with our CIP projects, writing scopes, um, managing the vendors, uh, the architect reviewing the work um, and going over those. So. So the total cost with those is uh, just over $43,000. And here is the one new request. We are um, requesting a new position. I just want to be clear, we, this is admin requesting this position in the auditor controller's office. What we are requesting is a senior department analyst and this would be uh, what we call a revenue recovery specialist. Uh, one thing we've been seeing more and more is disasters. Um, I believe we opened 19 EOCs in four years, um, and we do have a lot of FEMA dollars still hanging out there. So the intention of this position is to be, um, to act as the finance chief in those EOCs, to follow the process all the way through, uh, to make sure we're dotting our I's and crossing our T's so that, one, we're receiving all the reimbursement we're entitled to, but secondly, that we're receiving it in a timely manner as well. Um, the, the, we are asking to delete a position that is in the planning department, uh, just deleting a planner trainee that has been vacant for some time um, that the department said they do not need. And jumping into the non-general fund requests, um, so very similar to the, uh, the Sheriff's Department and the Probation Department, um, we are requesting to delete uh, a permit tech and code enforcement officer in order to um, increase the salaries of our building inspector and supervising building inspector. Uh, again, this was a high vacancy rate, although I believe we did just hire an inspector just a little bit ago, all of the inspector positions were vacant, so we're having a hard time hiring those and keeping them, and so this is an attempt um, to generate um, people to fill those spots. 
Um, the, another thing uh, the building department is requesting is to delete the fire prevention inspector and add a fire marshal um, in this budget. Behavior Health is also requesting um, some new positions and they're listed on here. We have a, a new quality management specialist, a department analyst, a case manager, and a transportation officer. Um, the case manager is funded through the CCP. The other four are uh, within Behavior Health. Um, Behavior Health is exp experiencing payment reform that kicks off July 1st. And um, they have worked with consultants and analyzed the numbers and there is sufficient funding to add these individuals. Um, APS is also requesting a social worker and CPS is requesting a social services aid. The total cost for those is estimated at uh, just under $695,000. And then the reclassifications being requested um, for Health and Human Services are um, a quality management specialist. This is more a change in title. There is no change in pay with that. Um, a screener moving from limited term to permanent. And then also um, the the one request that's being requested is for the executive director of first five um, to be moved to a system where they have steps steps uh, a through e very similar to employees in the rest of the county currently um, appointed and elected officials only have one step all other employees had five steps with the exception of the executive director and first five and so we're trying to move them in line with the rest of the non-appointed non-executive individuals all right the district attorney is requesting um, a new position and that is uh, estimated at 83,470 and this is also funded through the CCP and then um, environmental health is requesting a reclassification of an REHS into an admin services officer which would generate a savings All right, in the true mortality program, um, we will be, in our budget currently, we have no appropriations for tree mortality. Um, there are seven projects that have been identified by the consultants. Um, the county would be responsible for 20, a 25% match on six of these seven projects. Um, the match could potentially be around $300,000, um, although that cost is unknown because there are still identifying projects on, um, they're still identifying trees on two of the projects. Uh, again, there's no appropriations in this current budget. Um, here's just a look at the projects that are outstanding. Project 41 is um, on national forest land, on BLM land, and so that match um, would not be the county's responsibility, um, but the other six would be. So just quick acknowledgements. I just want to say thank you to the Board of Supervisors, uh, the Auditor Controller, IT, um, our administration staff, uh, human resources, and the departments, department heads, their staff. Um, overall, the budget went very smooth and we are excited um, of, what, of the product we've put forward. So the recommendations um, to receive this presentation, thank you and then to conduct a public hearing on the 23-24 budget. Um, 
our recommendation is also to start with the TOT distribution and then um, provide us direction on the tree mortality program. And then as well, provide direction on any changes you would like to see in the budget. So, thank, you. thank you, Marco, for your presentation. And is there any, at this time, is there any board questions on that presentation? No? Teresa, you add, subtract? Um, so with that, Chairman Toffinelli, we would like to move into the um, TOT discussion if that suits um, the board. Um, before we do that, yes, we can move into that. But is there any, any public Questions on the present that presentation, not the budget itself, but that presentation. Staff. Any online? Okay. Yeah. So we will move into TOT. Perfect. Chair Toppinelli, I am employed by the CVB, and to avoid any appearance of bias or conflict of interest, I'll be recusing myself. Okay. We will let you know when we get past it. Thank you. All right, and at this time, um, let me pull up TOT. So in this current budget, let's share my screen real quick. Share screen. So in our current budget, um, we have allocated uh, 2.4, $2.45 million. At this time, we have 25% going to fire, 25% going to the sheriff's office, 25% going to public works, and then we have $400,000 going to the CVB. And the remainder in the current budget, we have transferring to the general fund. We did have a request a few months ago uh, for the ch from the chamber uh, for $50,000. And at this time, I know they are here and they would like to um, speak more to that request. Okay. Um, Sherry, you have a presentation, a short? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> We're going to take a five-minute break. into session and I believe chamber Sherry you have a presentation short presentation you'd like to give to the board for TOT I do so my name is Sherry Roosh and I'm the current president for the Calaveras Chamber of Commerce and this is Susan Weatherby I'm interim CEO for the Chamber of Commerce 
And we want to, go ahead, Marcos, um, just kind of talk. We had talked to you, I believe it was a month ago or so, um, that we came and kind of gave a presentation about the chamber. And so we just wanted um, to kind of give you some reminders of our Choose Calaveras campaign and how that this is helping us to keep dollars local, grow our businesses, and keep our tax dollars in our county, which builds our economy. Um, our Choose Calaveras decals are reminders for tourists also to support Calaveras County businesses. Um, just a reminder of our partners that we have now, and we're super excited to, um, in our building, that we are working with the Visitor Center, CMCAA, Bunnelow Job Training, SBDC, trying to make it a one-stop shop for our employers and employees. Your Calaveras Chamber mission is to become a one-stop shop for our businesses. Our partnerships with the Visitors Bureau will help us with the tourists in the county, and the TOT will provide resources necessary to promote the west end of the county, keeping more tourist dollars local. With the assistance of the TOT, the Chamber will have the staff to create this wonderful partnership. Your Chamber We'll partner with other entities such as the fair, wedding venues, and other local festivals to help promote tourism in our wonderful county. And why it's important to join the chamber. So currently we are 216 members strong. Uh, being a member of the chamber builds trust and confidence within your community. The chamber is a local and regional voice for advocacy. It will bring visibility to your business aimed at local tourists, provide businesses to learn and grow through training and business resources, and joining our family will grow local businesses. With our partnerships at the Calaveras County Chamber of Commerce and our ongoing collaborative work with the Visitors Bureau, we would like to ask the Board of Supervisors to consider giving Calaveras Chamber of Commerce a small portion of the TOT funds to help us with this endeavor. We are asking for $50,000. This investment will create another mechanism to promote economic development and prosperity in our county. These funds would help the Chamber to draw tourists to the west end of the county, including our upcountry businesses and stays. Help the Chamber to grow all businesses. Assist the CVB in getting tourists to golf, stay, eat in Valley Springs, San Andreas, McCallamy Hill, West Point, and Railroad Flat. These community communities have wonderful Airbnbs, great restaurants, and an abundance of outdoor activities. Thank you. Are there any questions? Are there any board questions? No, is there any public comments online? There are no online public comments. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And prior to uh, making any decisions, I want to kick it over to our CEO who has uh, more information for the board as well. So I believe Marcos um, presented what is included in the budget book, which was what we had in May for um, the allocations, which was the 25% to fire, 25% to sheriff, 25% to the um, public works department, and then 400,000 to the CVB, and then a 212 contribution going back to the general fund. On May 9th, the board made a referral to the admin office to take a look at how we might fund uh, Parks and Rec Department. 
So we have looked at the budget um, in TOT to see if we could find a way to make that happen. And I will say I have to commend the Convention and Visitors Bureau, um, Morgan Kachi and Jessica. They came into our office. They went through every single line item in their budget. They had made some um, recommendations in their budget to support some things that the county is looking to accomplish one of them was um, a parks and rec master plan study and then the other line item was to support the chamber in order to support additional um, tourism recruitment efforts over in the west part of the county so if we were to make those adjustments um, we would take 75 thousand dollars from the CVB this year only because I do believe that um, this is a one-time opportunity they've um, not been spending during COVID on promotion as much as they normally do because obviously tourism was a little bit repressed during that time period so they do have a larger than normal reserve balance in their budget that's why they had budgeted the 75,000 for the parks and rec study so we're looking at pulling that for parks and rec and then um, they also had budgeted 50000 to support the chamber, so we would look at just providing that contribution to the chamber directly if that's your board's decision. So those would be the recommended changes in order to support the Parks and Rec and then taking the 212 extra um, from TOT and putting it in that Parks and Rec line item as well. So that, that was just an opportunity for us to give um, our thoughts on how we might reallocate TOT to provide funding for all of the different um, folks that we feel are adding a tremendous amount of value to our community. Thank you very much, Teresa. Teresa, you mentioned um, putting the money to the chamber to support activities on the west side of the county. Um, does that mean CVB is not gonna cover the west side or is this addition to? No, it would be additional. The CVB does a great job of um, covering the entire county. They've had um, some travel writers in recently to talk about some of the amazing things to do throughout Calaveras. They've also had some professional photographers that have done some amazing photography of the county. You know, this county's pretty photogenic anyway. So, but great to have those um, photographs for us to continue to promote what a fantastic place this is to visit. So just to be clear on your recommendation, you're saying, uh, and I saw, I saw the CVB uh, proposal. So $75,000 for the parks master plan they had in it and $50,000 for the chamber, which they're also asking for. You're saying sweeping those from the contribution of $400,000 and making that number $275,000? Is that what I'm hearing? Correct, for this year only, though. It right. would go back to a normal contribution next year because I, I don't believe that you want to reduce um, the efforts of the Convention and Visitors Bureau. I think it's very important, especially for the TOT, which is where this funding is coming from, that we have those robust um, marketing efforts going on. Teresa, you mentioned that there is a, a excess of funds available in the CVB. How much money are they sitting on? So right now, I believe it's um, 
five hundred thousand. Marcos can confirm that. We did go through that with them. There, um, I'm not sure if somebody's here from the CVB that would like to speak to that. I don't want to get the number wrong. I think Jessica is here. And Jessica, I do want to say thank you because you have been phenomenally helpful through this entire budget process. You guys have gone above and beyond. So thank you so much for your efforts. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so the breakdown of the balance of that is the is the what we would need to finish through the rest of this fiscal year, um, and what we need to finish through the end probably take us through November to cover operating costs and our contract obligations and our marketing costs and whatnot. So that would be um, about three hundred. And then there is what we have in our reserve, in our savings, that's the 100,000. There's mm -hmm. also, um, I'm gonna say there's 25 to 45, I don't have an exact number right now, but that is what is the museum, to continue the museum through the rest of the fiscal year. That's the money that's raised with admissions and the stipend from, it is not TOT, but that is what is also you see that that's included in that final number there. I think I'm asking on your balance sheet, you get yes. one thing on April 30th as $557,000 in your checking account. I just want to make sure that that's probably about the same. Um, so I brought one that's as of June 13th, and it's um, the checking is now at 493 and that's because we've had that was our cost since April. Of course. And then that's got to continue to get us through, um, as I said, through the end of, we don't see the next TOT check until probably November. So because we don't get one from this quarter because the county's already given, we've already gotten our complete funding for the fiscal year. So we don't, we won't see anything um, until the, for the, the first quarter, July, um, August, September. So we won't see that until November. So we right. do need to cover those We're, obligations. You know, the fiscal year starts in July 1st, and what you're saying is you don't see the first check for July 1st until October. Uh, usually you get it between November and yeah, December. September, yes. October, yes. approximately. And, and we understand that, and that's the time it backfills to the July 1st with that, with that number, correct? Yes, that's correct. So, so right now it's 493. Okay. But but I, I do have a question. Oh, yes. Yeah. That that's your total checking account. That 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 includes. That's not just TOT, correct? That's correct. The, the museum. Yeah. It's museum. And, but the city contribution. That's correct. So, yeah. That needs to that also needs to operate the museum so for, the, for the entire museum and CBB. Yes. Okay. That's Thank correct. You. And just uh, just to understand that. You're talking about the museum, that's the city's portion to put in the museum in Angels Camp, plus the actual money that comes in from the museum for people that visit it and everything. There's, is there a, a cost for them to visit the museum? Yes, so there's an admissions for, to the museum. Is that what you're asking? Yes. Yes, it's, so these funds represent those admissions that we receive. 
away from the stipend. So yes. that so that those admissions will continue all the way before uh, October when you get your first TOT and That's installment. Correct. So you do have you do have revenue there. That's correct. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Is that one more question, Mr. Chair? Sure. You have in your budget you had fifteen thousand dollars set aside for visitor signage in Utica Park. So that was of the two hundred that. Um, is that extra? Is that is that what you're referring no, to? Is it, is it in the budget that you sent? Yeah. Um, is the current expenses? No, ma'am. It was a one-time expense. It was listed alongside the events program, the parks and rec program, and then you had fifteen thousand set aside. I'm just curious what it is. About. Fifteen thousand for signage. Yes. I will have to double check on that because that could. I'll have to double check. That could be an error, but I can get back to you on that. I don't have it in front of me to refer. Because there's 15000 in a non-recurring expense that was part of the 200 that we, it was part of the 75 that we, um, and the 50 for the chamber, and then there was 15 that we were going to put towards the uh, signage. I do remember that. That's a non-recurring expense. It's not. Right. And is that's that, probably from the Angels Camp portion that they give you. Correct. correct. From the park. I, yes. That's that sounds pretty reasonable to me, Mr. Garmendy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not opposing you. I'm just asking. Yes. Make sure I'm answering the right question. That's no, okay. Is that it, Jack? That's all my questions. Then I'm fine for the moment. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. All right, and and so those were um, suggestions made by the CEO, and and I guess right now we're looking for board direction on um, the remainder of the 212. Continue putting it in the general fund, um, reallocating the parks and recs, CVB. Do we give them the full 400, um, or take out the 75 and the 50 and move that to either the general fund or parks and recs? So we're just looking for direction. Uh, here's you have comment. You have comment. Here's my take on it. I, I'm not opposed to doing that this year, um, and I want to thank CVB for doing that. But I think the chamber is asking for for continuing, not just one year. They're asking to continue. So I mean, we can do that this year, but we're going to be in the situation the same next year, which I don't think CVB is going to help. That we're going to be looking to give them fifty thousand dollars from the total overall. Um, TOT that we bring in, and and we're putting two hundred twelve thousand dollars right now into our general fund contingency fund. Um, so I just keep that in mind for next year's budget. That um, I, I believe it would be a continuing thing, much like we're doing with the fire department, the sheriff, public works, yeah. uh, going forward. Which I'm not opposed to, but I think we need to look at that. Okay. Any other comments? Ben, your lights on. I don't, are we ready for a recommendation? Because I'm ready to give one. If, if unless we want to call for public. Yeah, comment. we need public comments first. Is there any public comments on this item or any of the presentation given forward? Morgan. I have 
to say something. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, um, good morning, supervisors. My name is Morgan Gache, and I am a resident of District 2. I'm a business owner in District 4, and I formerly ran the Calabres Chamber of Commerce, District 1. And today I come to you as a volunteer of the Calaveras Visitors Bureau Board of Directors. I apologize, I was unable to attend the Visitors Bureau presentation in April and want to just take a moment to share some exciting updates and clarify some points. So Visit California recently released the Dean Runyon visitation numbers for 2022 and Calaveras had $246 million come into the county from our visitors. That's $30 million more than we reported in 2021. I believe both those numbers are unprecedented amounts of tourist dollars coming into Calaveras County. Since my first board meeting with the Visitors Bureau in July of 2022, there's been discussion about how to increase visibility to all areas off of the Highway 4 and 49 corridors. We recognize an area of opportunity is increasing visibility to all parts of the county. A large number of the events are sourced directly from our staff who spend time scouring websites, social media pages, calling different businesses trying to uh, get data for their events. Part of our marketing campaign for the upcoming year is providing easy access for event hosts to share their information with us, which would hit an audience, by the way, of 1.2 million impressions to our website per year and approximately 50,000 impressions per month on our socials. I want to highlight that 63% of our budget goes relatively unseen to the average resident of Calaveras County. It goes towards marketing. That is exactly where it should go, toward inviting people from across the world to come experience Calaveras. They come because they have seen an advertisement in the National Geographic, they hear a radio advertisement, pick up a catalog at the airport, or read an article from a travel writer, or saw a post by an influencer hosted by the Visitors Bureau, which we've had quite a few over the years. The CVB regularly welcomes groups of travel writers, bloggers, and influencers to showcase Calaveras. The marketing we do is strategic, thoughtful, and multifaceted. Another exciting piece that we added on this year um, that didn't get enough attention is our relationship with Placer AI. For the first time, our county can get actual data on how many people visit a location or event, where they come from, how long they stayed, and where they visited right before and went to afterwards. This valuable information will fine-tune our marketing strategies going forward. I fully understand the needs of our county, far outweigh the dollars that you guys have to distribute, um, but I ask that you consider the reason these dollars do come into the county, tourism our largest industry, and ask that you continue to allow us to promote and encourage guests to stay and play in Calaveras. And I would be happy to speak with any of you if you have questions. Thank you, Morgan. Any yes. Questions? Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Chair. Good morning. Members of the board. My name is Tom Hicks with CV Development Partners. As you know, we own the Copper Uppos Town Square and the golf course in Copper Valley. Uh, as you know, we also have 17 two-bedroom bungalows down at the golf course that's enrolled in the program. We have 29 rooms at the Gateway Hotel and in the Town Square. We're embarking on a program to build out the rest of the Town Square. We're working with planning and building department on that right now. Hopefully by September, October this year, we're uh, going forward with a, about a $60 million program to build out the rest of the square. That's long overdue. It's been there since 2007 with no new development. Uh, in that is uh, approximately 50 new overnight accommodations, uh, 16,000 square foot entertainment building with uh, indoor golf and 
attractions for kids upstairs and uh, game rooms. Uh, visitor dollars are critical to us, and we work very closely with the Visitor Bureau, and we, th we would like to see those dollars stay there. Uh, we were here when we first came up, the uh, TOT was 6%. It went up to 12%, which doubled, obviously, and we supported that because we thought how important it was for those dollars to be put back into the economy here to grow the tourism business. We saw during COVID, obviously, most people were down. We actually saw an increase in visitor uh, people from the Bay Area wanting to get out of that and come up and golf, which was a, a good sport for COVID. So uh, we also put in a, a, a Tesla station, a charging station, 12 superchargers. We're bringing all kinds of new people, a great demographic to bring up to our area. So the visitor dollars being spent here in this community, in this county, are critical to us. So we look forward to that and look forward to your support in keeping those dollars where they should be. Thank you. Any other public comment? Seeing none in the room, is there any online? There are no online public comments. All right, now I'll bring it back. I'm open, Ben. <clears throat> I uh, want to thank the Visitors Bureau for working with uh, administration on your budget and you know all, all the information you provide us within the last few months. Um, it's been educational. With that, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, I think the recommendations by administration for the parts master plan and the chamber um, would be beneficial for us to facilitate that that money because uh, it takes out a layer of bureaucracy and we can do, give it directly to the to those uh, to the parks master plan and do and the chamber directly. Yeah. Um, and I agree with Mr. Toffinelli. This is something we're going to have to take a look at next year. I don't know if we can continue to, you know, 275. We've already had a, uh, had you reduced it to $400,000 once last year, and it was uh, pretty much status quo this year. I think that next year, taking a look at it, seeing where you're at with your budget is definitely going to be beneficial for the county as a whole, and possibly continuing our partnership with the chamber is something we'll have to take a look at next year also. Uh, just And the, re the reason I say that more so is when we originally did the TOT slides, you see, you see 21 and 22, I believe, was our spike in our high uh, collection on TOT, which was actually the year everyone was, you know, cut in in-house. I mean, even CVB had their doors closed and we had, it was the anomaly where everyone came up from the city and hit up in the hills and paid that TOT. So, and then each year you see that TOT slightly going down from there at this time. Now, if you build some more rooms and some more accommodations, that could change that situation, but economy is something we have to be aware of working into the future. So, yes, we need to come back and look at it again next year. Um, I'm recommending that we give the CBB this year 275 in interest of what you do have in reserves. Uh, we understand that some of that's, you know, contingent with the city and everything else. And uh, I was also like the board to consider giving the chamber $50,000 directly this year. And I definitely want the $75,000 for a park semester plan, master plan. And where it leaves me out is there's the $212 difference there, Mr. Toffinelli, that I think that's a discussion. How much of that do we want to put towards parks also? Because we are looking at a possible position that will facilitate that getting done. 
Unfortunately, you weren't here for that conversation. I wasn't. But I'm sure you've been made aware of it. I have. I watched the video. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, that, that's your comments? That, that, well, that, my proposal is yes, chamber 50,275 the VSB, at fire gets their 25%, sheriff gets their 25%, public works gets their 25%. 25%. And then, and then we, we need, you know, I, I have most of the proposal there. I'm just, I'm up in there about how much the board wants to do with that $212,000 separate. I'm good with the recommendation up until that point. What do we want to do with that other $212,000? I think that $212,000 was going into contingency. Is that not correct? That's, that was part of the 1.8 total contingency. Was that 212 going into that? The, the 212 is going to the general fund, so essentially fund. it's it offsetting the, the structural deficit. So if we move it to another place, the structural deficit would go up by the amount we move somewhere else. Right. So, so I'm not in favor of increasing their, our deficit, our structural deficit at this time. I think we've got covered everything that everybody wanted the way it's proposed right now. The issue will be next year when CBB is not going to be contributing that way. They're going to want their whole $400,000. What do we do in continuing with the chamber? And then we'll have to come up with that $50,000 during the budget for the team out of the TOT. You know, maybe what we can do is we could discuss, we could figure out this TOT uh, piece now, and we can have Mr. Hubbard come back in for the parks discussion about that 212. Or do you guys think that'd be a conflict as well? If it's pulling from TOT. Um, uh, my thought is that so long as the board has made, this segment of the board has made a decision about allocations to the visitors bureau that's the piece that supervisor hubbardy has a conflict of interest on um and so if that if that is no longer part of the discussion then i think he could be a part of a conversation about additional funds right because then we could talk about that two hundred twelve thousand and in a broader parks discussion Again, so long as it's so long as it's set, kind of what the board wants to do as to a contribution to the visitors bureau, as long as that piece is is set and not part of the conversation. We, so we can break, we can break it up. We have a choice as a board to be able to do that. So we could include him in on the conversation. Uh, yes, right? I don't see why not. So so long as that's clear. Yeah. I have one question. Mm -hmm. So if I were to reference the seventy-five, would that be part of a conflict into the two twelve? Hmm? No, I think I think um, I think what would be important is for this the four of you to make a decision about what the contribution to the visitors bureau is going to be this year. Is if that piece is decided, recognizing of course that you haven't voted on final budget yet, but for purposes of giving direction today, if that piece is decided, then he could be a part of the rest of the discussion. So we have a proposal. So your your let me clarify my proposal then, and we'll see if the board wants to roll with it. <clears throat> two seventy five to CVB, six twelve five hundred to fire, six twelve five hundred to public works, six twelve five hundred to sheriff, and the re the rest left over there. Oh, and I guess we can say fifty thousand dollars to chamber right now, right? 
and we can get that out of the way and then we can continue the conversation as a whole you could continue the conversation about the remaining 212 plus the 75 so long as part of that conversation is not potentially giving some of those funds to the cbb and does I that make sense I, yeah no i already separated the cbb and yeah. everyone else so yeah. um what is that two is the rest, 87 i'm not gonna math is rest that's 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 my recommendation at this time a motion or whatever we want to call it I think it's just it's, it's it would just be majority direction. More majority for majority direction, Mr. Todd. No, I'll leave um, it to you, Supervisor Garamendi. Do you have a question? No, sorry, right. I don't have a question. I have, a, I have a comment. So just for the public's sake and the conversation of the 275, I don't think it, it's the amount is a lot lower. But one, at least for me, seeing the investment into recreation because that also draws tourism but separating it out from the cvb so we continue to have a broader conversation um i just want to make that clear like we're putting the investment back into tourism we're just cutting it out so it's not under the umbrella of cvb right right okay right my understanding is that as part of cvb's proposal they had 75,000 budgeted for a parks master plan okay. and the thought is the county can do we can that find another different yeah and we'll use that 75. okay perfect do i need to repeat the recommendation no i think we pretty much have it no i just you know that's a huge dollar amount into the public you know with the comments we're worried about us taking money away from the cbb and i just want to clarify we're not we're trying to reinvest it into our recreation and tourism and we're going to separate it out i agree with you 100 percent, and we're going to take another look at it next year to see where we're at because this may not be a permanent and this is just a language thing but it's none of this is an entitlement this is all at our discretion Right. So we're not taking anything from anybody. We're giving it to them. Yes. Sorry if I. It's the TOT is unrestricted general fund dollars always. Yes. So, Supervisor Garamendi, uh, where are you on this? I support Supervisor Stopper's recommendation. Supervisor Bollendorf. I support it. I support it. So I will support it. I suppose. You think so. <laughs> You made the proposal, so I'm assuming. <laughs> I was assuming so. That gives staff direction. Right. Okay. All right. So. Oh, if I can make one other thing, Supervisor When we talked about the breakdown, when Supervisor Stafford went through the numbers, we will true up with fire at the end of the fiscal year, correct? Once we get our final numbers, that's what we've traditionally done. Correct. Thank you. All right, with that being done, then we can uh, have Supervisor Hubbardy return to the room. If, if he chooses, it's his choice. I will, I'm happy to go grab okay. him if we want right. to take a brief break. Okay. I, I do want to say thank you to the CVB for working with us on the budget and everything. Um, <laughs> last time you were in here, we were a little bit hard, but I really appreciate the work and the information you sent us. And let's, uh, we'll work better together in the future. Thank you. Can we just take like a three minute break? Three minute break. <laughs> Three minute breaks.
discussion on TOT. Uh, we have Supervisor Hubbardy back in the room. Um, I think our conversation was going towards uh, $75,000 for Parks and Rec, plus any discretionary funds from a 212000 remaining on the TOT, although that $212,000 is in the budget allocated already to reduce the structural deficit. So it's not like it's not already being, in, it's not already in the budget being utilized. So, uh, Supervisor Garamendi, you had some comments? No, I just, is that, is, I was confused by, I had a question. A question? So, um, Sarah? Uh, no, I mean, I'll let, I'll let the CEO speak. I think the question is whether the board wants to go with um, admin's recommendation or um, allocate that 212 in a different Or any manner. portion of it. Or any portion thereof, yes. And so we do have a Parks and Rec line item. We could um, put the money into the Parks and Rec line item, and then um, as we move forward with the master plan, the board could make decisions um, based on that. Um, I, I, I have a question on that. Um, if, if, if we're gonna have $75,000 there for this master plan, um, can't, can't if, once you use up that 75, if you do use up that 75, can't we come back to the board and ask for a, another, another allocation? Say, at, when we do true up at end of the, at the uh, mid-year? So we certainly could do that. Instead of allocating that 212 now that's part of a structural deficit. I mean, this is just for a master plan. This is not hiring anybody. We're, we're going forward with a master plan to find out what's necessary, what we need to do in order to move forward, correct? That is um, the direction we were looking at, although uh, there were some concerns about um, staff's ability to um, run that master plan, but I do believe that we could um, run the master plan, find out what assets, what direction we want to go with Parks and Rec, and then determine what staffing would be appropriate based on the plan that we have. Supervisor Stopper? Yeah, that, and that, that, that's exactly where I was going, is like the $75,000 for the master plans, you know, um, will be sourced out, but who, who does administration in, in the form they have right now have the ability to administer that on top of all their other duties and, and, and or working forward with the master plan? Once we get something like that done, because that, that's what the first step is to be able to facilitate getting grants. The second step to facilitating grants is to have someone that's actually gonna facilitate getting those grants specifically for parks. The third step of it is most of those grants that are actually applicable and we haven't been able to put in for them in the past is because we do not have money for cost share, like. 25%, 50% in a lot of those grants that actually the state does put forward for those type of parks and rugs. So, you know, and that, that's part of the broader discussion is we can move forward with a master plan and have another document that sits on a shelf. Are we gonna put our money where our mouth is and start facilitating the, the, these parks and a master plan and making it move forward 
and that's going to take someone that's going to take the lead on something like that. And I completely agree with you on all the work that we've done to reduce the structural deficit to this day. But as with donating to, let's say, the chamber, for instance, I'm not going to bring up any other names, $50,000 for businesses, parks is another attraction to people coming into the county and our actual generators for our businesses throughout the county. Um, it's it works for other counties. It's it's basically, you know, it's a fact. Um, so, I'm personally in favor of yes, in this portion enlarging the structural deficit, which you know I really want to commend administration before and now for how all the work they've done to get it to this point. We need to continue the work, and it's something that they said that we need to continue over the next three years. But this is also going to, you know, initial investment is the future of generation of revenue is what my point is. So, you know, I don't want a document that's going to sit on a shelf for $75,000. I want to invest into that so we'll see re revenue in the future when it comes to parks and rec. So I think some or all of that 212 initially. I, th I can see initially, because the master plan is not done yet, so the grant portion for cost share would not necessarily be there right now. So what would the cost be on a proposal for a position to actually facilitate that? Let's just start the position off as, uh, you know, non-recurring so it's you know for for you know 364 days of this year so that you know what i'm saying is 0.99 fte <laughs> so um that would take at least an analyst level position someone who could um, work with a consultant and make sure that we're getting what we need out of the master plan. I, Marcos, do you have an idea of what the cost on that level would be? Right, we could, we could be up probably around $100,000 for a full-time position at an analyst level if they are um, like family benefits and we need to own PERS and the unfunded liability associated with positions. It could be around $100,000. Okay. I'm just adding that to the conversation from my perspective. Now. If Supervisor Stopper is suggesting we put $212,000 into Parks and Rec for operations staffing and get that program up and going as we discussed, not members, but in theory on our last, when we discussed Parks and Rec, I'll support that idea. Supervisor Heberty? I will support that idea as well. I think it's amazing for our locals and our visitors alike. I'm concerned about putting that 212 in there when we've got the true mortality 25%. We need to look for funding from, I don't know where that's coming from. Um, so when we talk about adding to the structural deficit um, and the 212 won't even cover what was already mentioned earlier today of 300,000 um, and we don't know what that's really going to look like. Um, my what I would like to see out of, out of the Parks and Rec plan is what are we looking at? Are we looking at a new district countywide? Are we looking at 
and I know staffing is going to be part of that plan. What type of staffing? How how high level? Is it really going to cost us a hundred thousand, or is it going to cost us seventy five thousand in staffing? Like I want to see more of the plan. I'm willing to if it's going to cost us ninety five thousand, you know, or a hundred thousand to add to the seventy five. I'm open to that, but I'm not comfortable yet hiring a full time position when we're going to end up hiring we're going to go a consultant route to get a plan and I'd rather staff have a year to get the money and it probably is going to be more than $212,000 that we're going to need to put into that parks and rec line item and I'd rather plan for that in next year's budget get more bang for a buck and put that investment in there when we look into what our general fund um, obligations are and get that more concrete um, before I just throw another 212. I mean, if if it's more appealing to put it in the contingencies and then we need to allocate more because the cost is going up for a plan and what these ideas are, I'm fine with that. But I'm worried that if we add the 212 plus the 300 plus I don't, we haven't even hit the other department, what that deficit hit is going to be like by the time we're, in, we're done today. So that's my only concern. I fully support and I want a Parks and Rec re redesign or however it is not working. I, but I, it is scaring me seeing these numbers that we have not allocated for other matching that we're going to have to be doing by the end of today. So um, I, I don't know what that looks like, but it, it just, I'm hesitant to jump both be with the 212, the 212 right now. So if there are answers from staff on where they're going to solve these other numbers that we're going to need to fund now, by the end of today, I am open to that and going with the 212. But I want more concrete. And if the 75 gives, gets us at Parks and Rec 300,000 next fiscal year, I am all for that. I agree with uh, Supervisor Fallendorf, and I, I do have the tree mentality here, and I had it marked. Um, there's 300K that's not in this budget. So do we go to Parks and Rec and shut down tree mortality? Or there's $500,000 right there that you're talking about um, that, that we're going to be using that's going to add to our structural deficit, plus the other items that are here that are going to be coming forward and the, the um, ask from the departments, I, I, I just can't see at this time doing that. Um, I think we should get a plan. I don't want to say put it on the shelf as, as Supervisor Stopper suggested, but I think we need to have a, at least have that plan to look at and see what the recommendations are. I know at this time right now in this county, there's only two districts that have parks in, in them, and, and that's two and three. And, and those are all have contracts to be taken care of. Are we heading towards having this department and doing away with those contracts and this department then taking over the control of those parks and maintaining those parks? Or we just have a department that's going to give out contracts and basically that's what they do. Uh, I think the plan needs to um, at least give us a direction on how do we get um, and the cost of other um, land areas in the other districts and what the costs are to build parks 
in those districts and then the cost to maintain those. We're, we're, we're talking about costs here that, that going forward we're going to have to come up with if we go in the direction we're going right now. At least with a plan we can have that when it's done. It may be done by January or February when we, again when we do go into um, our, our mid-year a budget that we can do something that we see where we are on TOT we can see where we are on, uh, on taxes um, there is a Senate bill I believe um, on the floor now that's going to increase um, taxes for the state for Airbnbs of 15 percent is that going to shut down BNBs in the county and we're going to have a loss of TOT going forward so I think we need to hold off a little bit maybe until mid-year and take a look at it again and see where we are in TOT if that bill goes through um, because that could be a definite loss of income through TOT and that's and Supervisor Stopper had brought up we, when we went back to 2021 that spike was because we included TOT tax in those type of rentals um, now we're gonna have a spike going down because people don't want to pay that um, full cost of taxes on uh, renting those areas um, or those BNBs, I think there's a lot of questions here that we need to discuss. So I'm not, I agree with Supervisor Fallenborg that maybe we should hold off a little bit here um, until we get at least mid-year and find out where we are, if we're on our projections or not. Those are my comments. Do you know, uh, later in the day, are we going to be able to an get answers on, and tree mortality is one of the easiest ones. I. Um, right now, because you mentioned it earlier, um, where that funding is going to come, or are those going to be decisions we're going to have to make? Do you, does staff have recommendations? I, I'm just asking for the sake of the parks and rec conversation. So, if when we still have to make those decisions, then can that can we carry park on today as we get those numbers tallied up to decide on the 212? Yeah, so right now we have staff, as, as you guys are given directions, calculating uh, numbers right now to present to you all the changes and what they eventually mean. So at the end of the meeting, we'll present those numbers uh, to give you an idea of where we're at. Okay. If, yeah, and if your question is whether we can, you can table some or all of this discussion right now, then yes, you could certainly come back to it after those other conversations. I mean, it's up to you. We, we can table it and then go through the rest of the... The budget proposal and see where we're at. Yeah, at the end, come back and see where we're at. No, I, I don't. I, I just. Anybody in favor of that? Um, right, right now, I have, I have a proposal in mind, and it's not the whole two twenty-five, uh, but or two twelve. You're right. No, I got the seventy-five and the other 275 all in my head rolling right now but here uh, <clears throat> you said an analyst would cost approximately a hundred thousand dollars at this time I'm making the suggestion of hundred and seventy five thousand dollars towards the parks and rec for one analyst position and the current master plan and that's that's our proposal for now we will have the opportunity at the end of the meeting when we see all the numbers and with the O product moment, you know, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw it in there. 
but uh, <laughs> um, you know, and we and we and we can, you know, and that that will be a reality check for us all. But right now, my proposal is one hundred thousand dollars for the position, seventy five thousand dollars for the master plan. I want to facilitate it. I want to put our money where our mouths is, and that still leaves one hundred twelve thousand dollars to go someplace else. And personally, with tree mortality, we've had a really good run on it. You know, I'm surprised we made it this far. I, I think we ought to stick with the whole 212 for Parks and Rec because I think it's kind of like being a little bit pregnant. You are or you aren't. Um, and if we're going to go do parks, let's do it right. And let's make sure there's enough money to hire good people and make the investments. As you pointed out earlier, Supervisor Stopper, and earlier, you need that money to facilitate things, to get things going. And what I don't want to do is be a little bit there, have someone in a position where they're not going to be able to succeed. So I'm okay with tabling it till we get to the end, but I would like to hold that 212 would be my vote. And plus the 75. Supervisor Hubbard, do you have any comment? Uh, I, I agree, I could table it until the end, but okay. I, I agree with uh, Supervisor Garamendi that the 212 should go. Um, it's, it's something that's long been waited for. And um, again, tree mortality is huge. So we have to have that discussion. Okay, well, I think we'll table it until the end when we see where we are in the rest of the budget. So, Marcus, you're up for the remainder of the budget. Now we got through TOT. That took like a couple hours. Yeah, but it wasn't near as bad as it could have been. We're not there yet. <laughs> That's true. We table we table it so it's gonna come back. Could take another two hours afterwards. I can already count to three. <laughs> so Chairman Toppinelli, would you like to move on to tree mortality before the rest of the budget or do you want to move on with the rest of the budget? Um what are you prepared to do? Are you prepared to do tree mortality right now? I don't have a presentation for tree mortality. Um, what was in the budget presentation was essentially it is currently we anticipate cost of around $300,000, but yeah. those are going up because we're still identifying trees. So we can go into tree mortality if you want. We can settle that right now. We, we have a decision to make of where 300K is going to come from uh, if we continue the program. Um, I, I need to know if there's any costs associated with um, invoices that haven't been paid right now and where we stand and what the contract says as far as if we cut the contract off and say we're not going to fund any more of it, um, what additional costs that may be. So there's several items here that's just not. Right. Um, I can definitely uh, find that out. We did put the program on hold when we heard there was no additional um, funding and there was no appropriations in the budget when we found out there, the match was no longer being covered. Um, so the work has been paused until this decision is made and whether we're stopping it or moving forward. So, so you don't know if there's, I see Kathy's in the room. Do you, do you know if there's any unpaid invoices um, that I know that would be if we get them paid during this fiscal year, it'd be during this fiscal year. But I don't know if there's any outstanding invoices that may come in into 23-24. I am unaware of any that are 
did reach out to OES to get an update, and I know that uh, Cameron just submitted some invoices. Can you come up to the microphone? Susan's having a fit over there. So. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. For the public. For the public. For the public. Um, Hello, supervisors. Um, I am unaware of any outstanding invoices to be paid, and I did just reach out to Cameron and OES to get an update on any revenues coming in, and she did just cement requests for reimbursement. So um, I don't know if it will come this year. I probably would not anticipate that. It would not be until next year. Maybe next mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Do you have any idea what those amounts were? I would say over a hundred thousand. Um, I could get back to you pretty quickly if you need a, an exact number. No, that, I think over. That, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I have a question for you. Oh. While you're still, if you if I can, if yeah, I while absolutely. she's still here. Absolutely. So, where is the cash flow coming from? Before. I mean, we all voted on these, on these. For tree mortality. Yeah, we all voted on it. We've been seeing them come through the last couple of years. So where was the cash? Uh, various sources. Most of it was state. Okay. Yeah, and then there were um, some grants that came in and covered some of the costs. There were small portions that were covered. Um, some of it, I think, at one point was PG&E settlement transfer, very small, and then small general fund contribution. Throughout time, and the, uh, uh, just to help answer, um, some of it, Department of Forestry was right. uh, is helping with the match, right? So and that's that's neighbor thing, right? Yeah. Right. And um, but that's what the question comes in now: the match part of it, and correct right. the twenty-five percent, yes. So, sorry, Ms. Waldorf, I don't need to step on your toes. Well, I, I just, I just um, looking back at some of what we had voted on, it said no impact to the general fund. It continuously said no impact to the general fund. So when we voted on the where was staff pulling that so cash flow to get us to vote on that? There were programs through the state. I believe they were discontinued this year earlier. And um, as soon as we found out that the state had discontinued the matching portion um, for those programs, um, we did stop them to bring it back to the board because at that point we had no general fund allocation for it. Um, there is one project on the list that we currently have that would not have a match and we would recommend proceeding with that. I think it's 200 and something trees, so it is a very large project. Yeah. Um. So, I think the question to clarify what you're saying. We yes, we were getting funding from the state, but we were paying money out for invoices and then receiving it back. Where was correct. the money we were paying the invoices coming from? Is that what you? Thank you. Yes. Before we got reimbursed. What? Uh, it it would have been the cash flow from coming in similar to these. Um, you spend the money um, with either the anticipation of getting state revenue or having a match applied to it. And then 
it either came in in that fiscal year or it came in in the subsequent year and then at that point if it came into the subsequent year you would then recognize that you had unanticipated revenue in and you would um, during like a, a mid-year adjustment increase your uh, spending to do another project the other question I have, I don't know if you have the answer, either one of you, do you know which, are which of these projects are actual fuel break projects versus roadway tree dying projects? I'm not Mark, sure, but I think a lot of them are. slide back up on Yeah. Yeah, what was the... I think it was page six, I just found page 654. 652. Sorry, yeah, 653. I'm asking, so for example, on number 45, you know, that is contributing to a subdivision to create a fuel break around an infrastructure. Um, maybe that would be a better question. What are these? What of these projects um, are hitting major infrastructure that we would see a serious economic impact? I'm not weighing that some of these other roads aren't impactful, but you know, you've got clusters of subdivisions, and then you've got clusters of roadway access. So how? With that might be a conversation to prioritize if it's not the whole section. Yeah, if I think we'd have sense. to actually look at the project for the boundaries so that okay. you'd have better, clearer information on that. I, I, and I, I, I'm just trying to wrap my brain around the cost and what, you know, if there is an issue by the time we're done with this conversation today, you know, is there a different way to view this to ensure that we are making sure we're continuing to provide the fire, reduce our fire hazard um, if we're stuck, you know? But um, yeah, that's all I have. Thank you. So, Supervisor Stavit, or excuse me. <laughs> So, um, Supervisor Vollendorf, that's a very good question. Taking a look at these projects on um, their actual impact to our communities, and we could certainly um, take a look at that. And if your board um, wanted to put a capped amount towards tree mortality, then we could prioritize projects up to that capped amount and bring that back at the final budget for the board to consider. And I'm open to what the majority of the board wants to do. It's just trying to, you know, you looking at the numbers and what, um, if we're deciding to put this number somewhere else or we're going to bite the whole thing off and, and do that, that's fine. And just trying to find out different solutions to address it so we can spread the dollars and get some other stuff done outside of this slide. 
I would just like to say that the fuels reduction is hugely important on the Highway 4 corridor, and anything that we can do to reduce the fuels uh, is hugely valuable. Um, it works out, I mean, just without the unknowns down below, it's about $500 a tree to take out. I'm assuming that you're removing the biomass as well. I mean, that, that the tree goes completely in this program or these programs. Do we know? I'll have to double check um, with that. I believe it's a certain diameter gets taken away. So, so the project 41, 264 trees. We have that on the books, and we're going to have to do a match on that. What's the price on that one? Actually, that one doesn't have a match. Right. one doesn't have a match. Okay, so there is no because so, it's on federal land. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, so that that one's that one's cleared. So the any of the other forty-two through forty-seven actually in the process right now that we're going to owe money on. Correct. No, we've put, That's I believe we, asking, no, we put yeah. a hold on all of those given that we don't have yeah. funding for the match allocated at this time. Yeah, after a certain point. So, um, <clears throat> I completely hear what, you know, the benefit, and this was all started because of the bark beetle. And a majority of it is going towards that. And the biggest hurdle they're hitting at these times, you know, absent 41 because that's uh, that's on national forest is a majority of these here with private land and we're having a very hard time with response now and moving forward on these projects is a snail's pace and it's actually going to end up costing more per tree having to go through the process and working through through our consultant trying to get those replies in on those i feel that you know, barring that any money comes up in the future, at this point, we should continue with the hold on there. We have other organizations, our Fire Safe Council, the, the Conservation District, they're working on fire breaks and they're doing a very good job around Forest Meadows and other, other places around there, Mr. Hubbardy, and they are pulling in very good grants. And so is Cal, uh, our good, what's that? That, that, but uh, our, our partners with FIRE, CAL FIRE, and, you know, everything else. They're pulling in mass amounts of money, and they're working very well with everyone else. So right now, I appreciate you putting those on hold. I think we should continue until we find funds from elsewhere to work on those. There's other grants coming forward that actually can facilitate those fire breaks for communities that are going through uh, other agencies. Until until that point, right? Forty um, ones on the books. We're going to finish that one out, and the money's there. Forty two to forty seven. Until there's something else, I'm for a hold. We've had a good run of it. I'm surprised it made it this far. Would it be possible to meet with the consultant and actually see the the locations of these trees? Absolutely. We can reach out to the consultant for a presentation to the board. Thank you. Yeah, I would like more info, too. I, I agree with Ben. This has been a great program and a fabulous run. We have done some great things for a little cost. Mm -hmm. Nothing goes forever. And we have to make hard choices. So I'm going to go with Supervisor Stopper. Thanks, Kathy. Um, I see a 2-2 vote. Um, 
Oh boy. I wish I was, <laughs> I guess I should have spoke first, right? <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I'm with um, Supervisor Fallendorf and Hubbardy. I'd like to bring it back at uh, final budget and have a, um, our consultant here so we have some questions and find out exactly um, each one of these projects, 43 through 47, um, the perspectives of them and the areas that they're covering, if it's highly residential areas or if it's in the open, um, at least give that consideration for it. So that's where I'm at. Okay, right. is that direction? Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're on hold for now. Yeah, we're still on hold for now until we come back to final budget and very out. I don't want to spend any more money at this time until we find out you're correct. All right, so Marcos, you prepared to go on to the rest of our budget? Yes, here for any questions you have on the remainder of the budget. You're here to answer all of our questions on the, okay. Is there any supervisor questions at this time I'd like to bring up? We're gonna start with Supervisor Hubbardy. You got a, you look like, you have a lot of tags there. Can I go last? Can you go last? <laughs> can I go last? Yeah. Yes, you Thank can you. go last, yes. Thank you. Supervisor Garamendi, at this time, you have any questions? Uh, I kind of assume you're going to go section by section. So if you want to go through each one, um, we can go through each item, but unless we have specific questions for each one of them, I don't know why we have to go through them. That's, yes. May, may I? You know, you, you've let the first first year uh, when you let 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 it, I, you did a you did something, Mr. Toffinelli. Uh, you just went through, and we will budget overview. Anybody have any questions? That, you know, if nobody does, then we don't have to go through each individual one. And then we go to, you know, auto controller. Any questions? And work it, work it that way. Okay, we, we can go that way. I just thought if I give an opportunity for anybody that wants to ask a question and go through it. So we can do that. Um, does anybody have any questions? on the budget overview that was presented. Yeah, see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we're, we're fine with the fixed asset request. We're fine with the fund recapulation report and the position changes. We're good with all that. Okay, move on to the fund summaries. Um, We'll go with, um, first we'll, we'll go on to the departments. Assessors, anybody have any question on assessors budget? Just one. They're closing the gap on the uh, backlog, right? So I will say the assessor's office has been working diligently to um, get the role caught up to current and we're very pleased with their progress and hopefully that will make a significant difference at mid-year. 
I just want to give uh, kudos to the assessor. They've uh, she's only been here for uh, with her feet on the ground for six months, and she's making progress with a uh, little bit of restructuring. And um, far as I can see, she's doing a really good job. So just want to say that. Okay. Assessor's office. We're good with the assessor. Okay. We'll move on to the auditor controller. Any comments on the auditor controller's office? Hearing none. Move on to the building code compliance office. I got lots of questions for him, but not when it comes to budget. <laughs> uh, I have the same comment. <laughs> We're discussing one earlier office. Supervisor Hebbity. I just wanted to say that I had a couple of constituents reach out to me and ask that we raise the, the funds for the inspectors um, to keep people. And I just wanted to say thank you for doing that because I know people were aware of it. And also thank you for the code compliance because that's working. Any other comments? Hearing none, we'll go on to the county clerk recorder. So Rebecca. Any comments on it? Gary, I got one. I just okay. want to endorse the, uh, the taking a look at the archives. I mean, that is a great treasure for our community. And I was down there the other day and my finger literally could go into the wall. So yeah. um, it'd be great to protect that stuff. I, I totally agree. And I think to expand it, it's kind of cramped if we move into the, the old uh, grand jury room and give her more room there. And there's an office in there. and. There's storage space. Any other comments? Uh-oh. The next one, county council. Any questions or comments on county council's budget? Hearing that? County Executive Office. Could I just say that uh, I want to thank the Executive Office. They actually did an amazing job with the budget and explaining it all to me and answering a lot of my questions before we got to today. So maybe, yeah, maybe this could come up. I think it's later on, but since it is under uh, public access TVs under administrative office. I just, I, I know I don't have the votes here. I bring this up every year, but I want everybody to acknowledge that we're giving $208,000 a general fund dollars that can be used for anything, parks and recs, deputies, libraries, picking up garbage, anything we're giving to PATV. And what I would like to ask this board is if they are willing before we get to final budget to have a presentation brought forward by PATV concerning what they do and how we as a board might help them vision the future going forward. Um, that would be a request. Um, my secondary request, my primary one's not gonna happen. So I want to see what the board thinks about having that happen. That's $208,000. I would say I think it would be interesting if, if we could go down and actually see what they do. 
on a daily basis and and um, look at the work that they do as as they do it um, there at the PATV um, in San Andreas. I'd like to see sort of face to face exactly what all is encompassed and what they do. So, about your stopper, um, <clears throat> I think I you know I've been there quite a few times and they're very they're very talkative about what they do and everything. The general fund contributions changed because of how, how the money is restricted uh, that, that comes in for a part of it. So the county contribution has gone up. With that understanding, it's not something um, I'm, I, I'm against at all, but I wanna, you know, with a presentation, I'm for that and how we can, you know, work with them to restructure into the future because um, that I think that's I think that's the process that I'm looking for is them to you know come more current and ho how we uh, operate in the world of 2023 because you know public access television isn't what it used to be um, so how do we get more people into the envelope you know bring them into the fold so it's benefits more of the public as a whole is where I'm going. Supervisor Pollenberg? I'm open to that. Okay. Then we have a presentation coming at final budget. Before final budget, if that's all right. Before final budget. I will say that I'm in favor of PATV. Um, they have a program they've restarted that we used to have before as it was brought to us uh, I believe at our last meeting that we have students from Bret Hart and Calaveras High School. We're going through a training program, and I know it worked in the past. There's a couple of um, gentlemen that went through that program and made a couple of movies. One of them was shown overseas. Um, so I think it's a benefit. Um, it may help them and probably will help them in their future careers. Um, just that in itself is, is beneficial and I do know that Sarah has gone to YouTube, and there's quite a few, quite a few uh, views on YouTube. And I am stopped a lot of times uh, in the marketplace when I go to either Marvell or Senders or wherever I go about. And people, especially elder people like myself with gray hair, uh, uh, stop me and say, hey, I saw you on TV. Thank you for voting for this or doing that or whatever. So there are a lot of people out there that do watch it. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so it is beneficial for what we're doing. Um, and especially I'm excited about the program again with the students uh, going in and getting trained and be able to use cameras, microphones, set up stages, uh, sound boards, all kinds of stuff. They get all of that training as they go forward. So. Um, I think it's very beneficial. I think in our presentation, she'll bring up all of that, so. Okay. Moving forward, we'll go to the district attorney. Barbara, you have anything to say? No? Okay, any comments or questions for the district attorney budget? None? Okay, we'll go into uh, environment, environmental management agency. Any comments or questions on Lisa's department? Seeing none. Oh, hang on just a second, I have a quick question. I just wanted to make sure that the total positions at the animal shelter 
um, is sufficient. I don't know if Lisa's here. Yes, I am here. Oh, hey, Lisa. Yes, hello everybody, good morning. Um, so we are very excited. Uh, we recently have two extra hire positions. One will be working in our front office and the other will be working in the shelter as an extra hire. Um, I will have a big announcement on the 27th as well. Um, and we're very excited for this new change and we're doing this change to make sure that we can meet the needs of our community um, and serve our animals and our volunteers and all staff a little bit better. Thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. Any other questions? Hearing none, we'll go on to Health and Human Services Agency. Any questions about this? This is primarily non-general fund. And I see Corey in the back. We have questions. Any questions? All right, seeing none, move on to human resources. Any questions on that budget? Hearing none, move on to IT. Any questions on the IT? None? Okay, we'll go on to an integrated waste management. I don't see Jennifer in the room, but she's probably just down the hall. No questions? Supervisor Stopper? No, I, I've heard plenty about integrated waste. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any questions. <laughs> no. Kind of got that one figured out now. Don't know. <laughs> Recite the numbers. All right, we move on to the library. Any questions on the library budget? There's Jennifer now. I do actually on the last one. I have a question for, for administration real quick. Okay. Moving forward because of the structural deficit working in integrated waste at this time, if things change with the revenue there, will that make a difference to our overall uh, structural deficit for the county as a whole? So I'm going to refer this to uh, Mr. Munoz, but I don't believe that we're making a general fund contribution this year to integrated waste, so it would not have an impact. Okay, so that, that, that uh, structural deficit in its entirety that we show is all down to general fund because there's Correct. reserves still in integrated waste Correct. that they've hit in the past. Okay. Correct. That makes that, that makes sense. But I was like, we did do we are making capital capital transfer into there for the current situation. Does that have an effect to our general fund? Because some of those capital assets are general fund. Correct. So it's coming, uh, the transfer is coming out of our capital fund, which doesn't affect our structural because deficit. because that's reserves also. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Okay. Um, Office of Emergency Services. Any questions or comments on that budget? No? All right. We'll go on to planning. I see Gabriel's in the room. Any questions on the planning? 
Not on budget. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to probation. Any comments on probation? Hearing none, we'll move on to public works. Public work department budget. Any comments or questions? All right, hearing none, um, I've been asked to take a five minute break. Um, and I want to let the public know that at the end of we go through all of this, we will, there will be a public comment period once we get through all of this. So, but we're going to go to a five minute break. From break. We're going to move on to remainder of the budget. We just did public work. We're going to go to special districts. I figured I put, oh, oh, I skipped over the sheriff. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's go to the sheriff before we go to special districts. I, I don't have any questions. <laughs> no questions. Uh, Mr. DiBasilio. You have some comment? Like Jim Tothamero, yes, I do. How are you doing this morning, board members? Um, my first comment is I noticed um, when we got to uh, um, environmental services for the animal services, I noticed that um, Mr. Martin jumped out of his chair, and I'm wondering if um, Maria Calloway has a buzzer underneath his chair. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked that specifically because I know Marita's listening to me because she wanted me to give money back yeah, for animal services. I talked to her yesterday. Yeah, so that was for you, Marita. So, um, uh, a couple comments. One, one comment that uh, Mr. Uh, Marcus made here a while back was that um, they didn't, the, the, you guys didn't uh, implement the 5.3% deficit. Uh, I just want you to be aware that you never gave it back to us. We've never gotten that 5.3 that we did years ago back. So just, unless you can show me where that was given back to me, uh, uh, that's a concern. Um, the amount of money you've taken out of my department is huge in salary savings to help to the structural deficit. Um, I want to commend um, Ms. Hitchcock uh, in the ability that she's done to get us to where we are right now. I am not com here complaining at all. I'm here to let you know that I'm working with her and with you folks to continue this path that we're headed down. Um, the positions I heard as we walked in, um, you guys talking about positions that uh, we have frozen for the sheriff's office. Um, there's a no uh, an understanding right now that um, 
I would freeze those positions, provided I could get them back. Um, and if for some reason, I just want to, this to be very uh, brought out publicly, that if I do get to a position to where I need those positions back and I can't get them back, he's going to be in trouble. <laughs> um, that was one of the concessions that we made, is that those positions, I could fill them. Um, just so you know, I've got... Just, we just pulled nine people out of the academy. I've got six in the academy right now, so we're working on that. Our staff is working diligently on getting um, people hired in our jail for corrections because we were show, so short-staffed. So again, this goes back to what I told you a few years back when we were full for a minute, that don't continue to rely on salary savings from the sheriff's office because our staff and HR is busting their tails to get our staffing up to where it needs to be, and so you're not going to be seeing those revenues available all the time. So, but I want to commend for what they've done. We, they, they've done a great job, and just to let you know that we are still here to work for you and with you. That's all I've got. I just want to make sure you, you and Ben were nervous when you came over and talked to me. <laughs> so, any questions for me? I, go ahead. I just want to thank, thank you and your undersheriff and the rest of your staff for working with administration. Um, that's, you know, brought us to where we're at today. It's part of what's brought us to where we're at today, bringing the structural deficit down. At the time when we do get the structural deficit to a zero mark, we're going to have more than ample opportunity to really look at the budget and where, we're, where to invest in the future. More often than not, from my perspective, in my district, for the most part, there's two things. Public safety, which includes you and the fire and everything else, and roads. And those are two of my major priorities, Sheriff, and I appreciate you working with us to get to that point because then we're, we're being conservative and we're being smart with the money for the people so we can do the best services for them. Yeah. Um, just before you go, Jack, um, I, I want you to understand, the five of you, to understand that I have just lost three more people to other departments because of funding, because of pay. In fact, Ms. Hawkins just got an uh, exit interview, and one of the top reasons was they left because of pay. So keep that in the back of your mind. We're getting to a point now in our society that if we're not going to be able to pay our employees, and this isn't really just for the sheriff's office, this is for all county employees. If we do not start paying these people more, my old saying, you're going to step over dollars to pick up dimes because every 10 employees that I lose costs this county a million dollars. If you gave everybody in my department a 5% raise, and depending on where you're at in your careers, between three to five, six dollars an hour, that brings us up to where we are even and more aligned with where these other departments are that we're losing people to, is about 800 and something, 830,000 dollars. So you know, you're stepping over dollars to pick up dimes. You need to really look at that. Tuolumne County is now getting a $20,000 sign-on bonus, and they're paying anywhere from three to six dollars an hour more. So just really start paying attention to that. So when we do get that then to that zero where, where we have a balance, if you want to reinvest, reinvest in your county. Um, tree mortality is one thing we've been working our butts off with tree mortality for a long time. Um, maybe it's time to move on and start focusing our 
revenues into other areas, and that's our people. And again, it's not just the sheriff's office, it's everybody in this county. If we want to keep employees here, and I know if you talk to Judy Hawkins over at HR, she'll tell you that the, the cost to employ people is high, and it's not going down. If you look at from the time they put in an application till the time my deputy is actually on the street by himself, it's costing this county an extra $100,000 per deputy. That's a lot of money we're throwing down the tubes. So, Mr. Hoffman, I mean, uh, Mr. Gilman, do you have a question? Thanks, Sheriff. Um, as you know, we've always supported you. As best we can, your budget. Yes. Never, never question that. Yes. I guess, my, when we in this last budget, when we came up, and the reason I brought that up is we had eliminated several of your, uh, several of your positions in the jail, and we're reallocating those funds to help you boost, to, to bring up other people, to make right. to keep, contain people. That is a new precedent. At least certain it hasn't happened while I've been on the board. Right. In fact, we fought that, and that's how we ended up in the salary sweep game that we all play. Right. And I support this move. I just want to make sure that, you know, and it sounds like there's a bit of contradiction from what I heard before. I don't want it to be assumed that we cut your, we cut three correctional officers. We, Look, I, and I don't want to be accused of that down no, the road. you did not. Okay. You absolutely did not, and that was, those, that was something that we had talked about doing that would help excuse me, help boost um, our correctional technicians so we could put them in three different levels so we could get them more pay. So I was all about doing that. It had nothing to do with the board. I don't want anybody to think that the board cut any positions because you guys haven't. I have been adjusting things internally with HR and with uh, admin to try and take care of our employees so that we don't have that exodus. So you guys have been fantastic. I I'm, I'm just talking to you for in the future. Right. That that's something we need to look at. But I'm doing what I can to adjust it now. And that was a, a, an idea that HR and admin had. And it's like, that's a great idea. So I was all about it. And I, I'm certainly, I'm in support of it. I just don't want yeah. to make sure that if we have a budget change in the next three years and suddenly I don't want your sheriff to come in and say, and in 2023, you cut three of my positions. No. So as long as we're on the record. I'm putting it on public record right now. You did not cut any people. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Any other questions? Sure. Just, just uh, completely understand there's a huge cost on turnover, retraining, everything else. You're absolutely right. And moving into the future, I mean, the, it's salaries is definitely a conversation for everyone because, you know, not just inflation, the cost of housing. Yeah. And do we have housing for all these people? You know, and what, how, how do we, you know, Calvers is a place people are enticed to come to. How do we make that easier for them in a transition to even have a place to live that's affordable for the jobs that they have? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a real broad conversation. It is, and it's not just the, um, it's not just the, the, the salaries that is an issue. The issue is that when you lose people, you lose that knowledge. The time that it takes for me to get somebody trained up that's come from out of the area to know what it's, how, it's, how you get to West Point grocery store at midnight is, is difficult. I grew up in this county and never went to West Point at night, so the first time I drove up there I was lost. I was like, where the heck am I? So you lose that knowledge. You lose that ability for the deputies to speak to the same customers that we keep in our fine facility all the time and every time you change personnel they're having to retrain themselves or be retrained so there's a lot of 
loss that goes into this, it's not just the money, it's the knowledge of the community as a whole. So, anyhow, thank you for your time and I enjoy making you uh, get a little nervous every now and again. Oh, it's just shaking here, Sheriff. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, any other questions on the sheriff's budget? If not, we move on. Special districts. Any questions on special district budgets? I do. Yes, Supervisor Stopper, you're up. Um, Mr. Kenslack, when it comes to CSA 1, please. Um, we, we hear, I just, I want to clarify because Teresa may have answered the fir first part of it. The appropriations, um, it shows each year a, a very large sum appropriated. Is that just so that you have the opportunity to be able to use the funds that year if, they're, if, if they need to be used? So that you're not constrained bringing something forward to the board? Yes, I want to double check. Uh, 2020, $188,000. 2021, $1.3 million. 2022, $772,000, and so on through each year. Mm -hmm. We know that we don't get that much revenue, and a, a good portion of it was spent when you did uh, paving programs. Yeah, yeah. Down, down in my district, and I appreciate you doing that. It was one of the largest projects we've done in CSA 1 mm -hmm. in a very long time. Uh, so, second question we, we get to revenue and the total taxes here. I see a discrepancy here on the total CSA 1 Rancho 2110. Um, we, you know, it's a flat, it's a flat fee coming in for the most part. Uh, we have a $200,000 loss here in, or $100,000 difference approximately in the year 2022 final. Mm -hmm. um, and I see the zero change here for uh, charges for services, 4730 direct assessment charge. There's zero dollars on that year. What was, how did that change? Just curious about that. So story. on which, for 23, 24, is that? 2022 final is, it's showing right here. So for um, current year? Huh? For current year or for next year, I'm sorry. 2023, yeah, that's the current year. That would be the final. Uh, so I actually did not bring my budget book with me for current year. I brought the budget book for fiscal year 23-24. I can certainly look into that and, oh. and get that back to you. Okay, absolutely. I just, you know, overall it goes up a very minute amount yeah. each year just because it is a flat fee and there are houses that are being built there mm -hmm. periodically. Yeah, if there isn't, if there weren't anything, just, you know, Theoretically, yeah. if there weren't anything budgeted under 4730 for direct assessment charges um, in current year, even if there's revenue realized there, we would still get it. So um, it, it, it might be, we might see it in the final. Yeah, okay. I, I, would, I would have to definitely look into that. But I do have uh, for fiscal year 23 $102,068 budgeted for direct assessments. And then the other uh, amount, there's an amount of $191,352, which is a total of uh, uh, secured taxes. And those are actually estimates that I received from the Auditor Controller's Office, and we budget those accordingly. So those, um, a lot of times, we'll get an update at uh, final and mid-year budget, and we make adjustments based I, on what the auditor provides us as far as. Abso absolutely, and I appreciate that. I just uh, missing. 
seeing that one year with missing about $100,000 causes concern to me, and I hope we can find that and get that on. Yeah, I'll take a look at it. And like I said, even if, even if it wasn't budgeted, um, the revenue that was actually received could be or would likely be there, so I'll double-check that for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Any other questions on special districts? Move, move on to the CIP. It was part of the presentation that Marcos gave us earlier. Is there any other questions on capital improvements? I'm not going to mess with the DA's building. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the treasurer tax collector. You're correct. I did miss them. Any questions, treasurer tax collector? No? Okay, move on to the CIP. Any other questions on it? Debt. Marcus has got us in debt, 2.4 million. <laughs> Denise helps. <laughs> All right. Any other questions on the budget by the board? If not, I'll open it up to public comment. I'm open for public comments on our budget that we just went through. Is there any public comments in the room? Um, is there any public comments online? There are no online public comments. Okay, and I will ask, is there any other staff comments on the budget and proposal? Seeing none, any online? Okay, so what we're going to do now is we are going to go back to our previous conversation about the TOT and Department of Parks and Recs and any more, any different allocations in the proposal by the CEO. There was conversation about the $212,000 that was part of the structural deficit being used to cover the structural deficit and whether you want to, the board wants to utilize those funds for something else. Any other comments? I would continue Supervisor's original, Supervisor Stopper's original proposal to have uh, 212000 dedicated to Parks and Recreation. What about the 75? I thought we'd already agreed on that, but 75, okay. continue for Parks and Recreation, plus 75 for the master plan. And then what we discussed this morning was 50000 for um, Chamber of Commerce. So I'm proposing that we take that well, I think 212. we've already done. It was right. 75. I'm proposing the 25, or excuse me, 212 for Parks and Recreation Operations to get that division up and going and 75 for a master plan. Okay, do I have a consensus on that? Supervisor Hubbard? I'll support that. Uh, Supervisor Stopper? I'll support that. Well, we have three supporting it. I, I would like to hold off on it right now and, and until we get to mid-year, and that's my comment, so I won't be voting on that particular one. I think we should hold off until at least mid-year. Supervisor Fallendorf? 
Okay, so can, we can, have. Could I just say also, I, I'm only talking about the 212 portion of that. So what was discussed before, I have nothing to do with. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Okay, so the proposal is they add the 212 into the 75. There's a consensus to do that. Um, so I'm open for a motion with that amendment to this budget. Um, do 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 we want to look at everything before we actually make the vote? Like uh, because I think we have people in the back room compiling data and they want to show us what we just talked about. We didn't make too many changes, but not too many. No. No, that's fine. We can do that. It's a preliminary budget, and I think um, does this preliminary budget have to come back for a final vote? Does it have at our next meeting? It'll come back on yeah, June it'll come back. Yeah, today is just giving direction on any changes and that the, the board wants made to the CEO's proposal, and then that will come back at our next meeting. Next meeting. Mm -hmm. So do we need a motion? Can I ask a clarifying question? On the, um, so I, I do know the 75,000 is for Parks and Rec. On the 212, um, on the 212,500, did you want that just going into contingencies or did you want that allocated to a specific area? My, my motion was to allocate that to stand up a Parks and Rec department. Awesome, thank you. Okay, so we don't need a motion and we have a consensus on direction to bring back the preliminary budget for a vote, correct? Um, I, I would have said that, Chair Toffinelli. I do see that this was agendized as an action item. Um, oh, you're correct. But um, I'm not sure that it needs to be, <laughs> but it was. Um, and so we can... Um, Why don't we get a motion to, to have um, To direct staff, staff to bring direction. back the recommended budget okay. with the um, so changes moved. directed today. So move what Sarah said. <laughs> I have a motion to have a second. Second. We have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes 5-0. We will move on to supervisor announcements. We will start with Supervisor Hubbardy. Thank you, Chair. I attended the Love Creek homeowners uh, meeting. I also went down to look at the Elk Grove Animal Shelter, who's doing, uh, they're the same architects that are doing our animal shelter. I was in incredibly impressed. Uh, Tuesday, June 1st, I attended the Agency on Aging meeting and, and uh, Standard. Um, I did a call with the Director of Quintero State Parks concerning the um, fuel load in our Big Tree State Park. On June 6th, I did a town hall with Jennifer Cashy regarding integrated waste management. Uh, and then the next day, we did a presentation for EPOC, which is the Ebbets Pass uh, Property Owners Council. Um, and on June 3rd, I did a town hall in Arnold uh, regarding wildfire evacuation on Highway 4. Uh, we had Ebbets Pass Fire there. Uh, Cameron came and Baljeet for OES. Lieutenant Stark, CHP, Cal Fire, Red Cross, and uh, Mike from HHSA came. Um, and then yesterday, I did a short uh, Central Sierra Child Support Agency meeting. Thank you very much. Supervisor Garamendi, do you have anything to report? Uh, we had a fire meeting up in Westmore last week. I want to thank all the people, Cal Fire, Sheriff's Department, OES, particularly Baljeet, who helped put these pieces together. And I really appreciated all the work from staff and presentations. We looked good. We also had a 218 hearing last night in Westmore. On, and I want to compliment on Ms. Cashy on her presentation. And uh, 
ability to explain things in a way that people accepted it. People came in hostile, walked out allies. That is a skill someday I hope to achieve. <laughs> so, uh, and we'll go down to RCRC um, tomorrow morning. Thank you. Supervisor Fallendorf. Uh, I attended the COG meeting last week. Um, the board voted to support the city's request to loan the funds out um, to Sacramento County. Um, they are going through their own environmental. It is taking longer than anticipated and cultural um, on the Angels Creek Trail. Um, so they, in order to not lose the money, they're loaning that out. It's no different than what we've done in previous years, um, county being one of those options um, that have loaned their money out to another organization. Um, the I, too, had my 218. Um, Jennifer did a really great job down in Copper. Um, and tonight is the City of Angels 218 um, uh, hearing, um, or town hall, I should say. Um, and I think that's about it. Thank you. Supervisor Stopper. Only thing, we uh, cost the county money today. And I just want to say, I, not only the department heads here and staff and everything, I appreciate working with you all today. It was, it was actually a uh, fairly smooth budget meeting. Thank you. Um, I attended the COG meeting, Supervisor Fallendorf, um, last week. Um, and I also attended yesterday a Mountain County VMS agency meeting um, the contracts our yearly contract will be coming out um, it should be receiving it shortly if we haven't already received it i think for our portion will be about nineteen thousand dollars hopefully i looked in the budget trying to find that that it's it was but um, it's, it's about nineteen thousand and change um, for our portion of that contract also there was a rumor going around that um, the possibility of Mariposa may be pulling out. Um, per that supervisor yesterday, that's not true. They're looking at um, trying to reorganize and keep the ambulance agency that they have there because it would be very difficult if that Mercy leaves there um, to get another um, agency in there to take that over. So they're going to just restructure and uh, see what they can come up to keep Mercy there. Um, but they do not intend on pulling out of Mountain County's EMS agency. And the other thing I want to bring up is not this Saturday, but next Saturday, the 24th, is Fireworks Over Hogan Day. That's uh, usually a big day for the county uh, and people coming into the county, as we talked about earlier, with TOT, and um, generally people come from all over for that. It grows every year. So that will be on the 24th next not this Saturday, but the next Saturday. Hope to see you there. And that's all I have. Teresa, do you have anything you want to report out on? So not report out on, but I would like to thank all of our department heads and our fiscal staff for um, working with my team in order to put the budget together. I have to say that everybody was very collaborative and willing to sit down and go through every single line item in their budget to make sure that what they had in there was absolutely essential to serve the citizens of Calaveras. So um, the process was 
very, very good. Um, special shout out to our auditor's office who was um, tremendously helpful through the process and also our IT department who helped um, with the new budget format. So uh, I have to say everybody, it was a very collaborative process and for my first budget here, it was, um, it was really fantastic to watch how everybody was willing to work with everybody else, so. Okay. Sarah, do you have anything you want to comment on? This is your chance. No comment. Good. All right. Stacy, Susan, nothing? Okay. Well, then we will stand adjourned.